0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Monday morning. Hope all is well with you. I am pumped because not only is it the start of season three of Everything Kratom, but we are starting it off with an absolute bang because today we have the specialist of special guests Chris Diotis from Happy Hippo that is right we had this conversation uh, on Friday afternoon and I am pleased to bring it to you today now there are a few parts of this conversation where for a brief moment zoom ends up being zoom and the connection is a little bit off but uh, it only lasts a few seconds so I really appreciate your patience with those moments so sit back relax and enjoy So we're here with Christopher Diotis, who is the owner of Happy Hippo. And we're honored to have you on here. So thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. And I have a number of questions that I want to ask you. But first, it would be great just to get to know a little bit about you, Um, just to tell us about yourself, where are you from, what's your background, and, and then maybe like how you first realized what Kratom was or what was your first time with Kratom.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So my name is Chris Diotis, Christopher Diotis. Obviously, I've used Kratom for a long time. Um, 39 years old. And I did the calculation last night. As of June 2022, it'll be 15 years of Kratom, largely daily. So, um, you know, if I am the long term study in my mind, and um, My background is a combination of weird things that all led me sort of to Kratom. So I was a personal trainer in Los Angeles for a long time. I'm from Washington, D.C., so I'm from the East Coast. I went to college at the University of Florida. And um, I played hockey growing up, and then I got pretty big into fitness. And I was never trying to be a competitive bodybuilder, but I got really familiar with different dietary supplements. Now, obviously Kratom is not a dietary supplement, But, you know, herbal, so I was always very open-minded to going down different rabbit holes on the internet and just like being the guinea pig if I thought things were safe. Um, I did a short stint in law school at the University of San Diego. And um, my real background that kind of led to Happy Hippo was I had a blog online that was pretty popular in the years 2011 and 2012. And um, I first learned of Kratom after having a really bad knee injury. So I had bulked up to 240 pounds. I had in my mind that I was gonna try to walk on the University of Florida football team, even though I played like maybe two years of organized football. And I had a really, really bad knee injury. Um, And kind of in the process, we had this silly tackle football game on Memorial Day with friends. I remember when we started, in 15 minutes, like, playing a for-fun game of tackle football, three of us were going to the hospital, and I was, like, laying on the ground with my knee shredded. Oh, my Um, goodness. It was, yeah, it was a bad idea. So, I don't know. (laughs) You play when you were kids, when everyone was, like, 120 pounds, but this this was nuts. This was silly. It was nuts. And, um, ironically, that is kind of what got me – Going towards Kratom, I had to have a very major surgery, um, full rupture of the patellar tendon, MCL, PCL. And uh, I spent the whole summer, and I think it was 2007, uh, rehabbing my knee in physical therapy. And along with it came all the post-surgical meds that you have to take for pain. Um, And um, I remember after I had mostly recovered, I had this dull pain in my knee and I was really into fitness and I'm just like oh my god is this my new life with with this knee that's like inflamed all the time um and I can't be on this other junk that I've been taking over the summer so I started researching natural alternatives um for physical discomfort for my knee and um this was back this is again 2007 so we're talking there's no Facebook there's not there's no YouTube back then and I think I found it on one of those V Bulletin um, forums. Forums were really popular back then, and um, people were talking about it. It was a bit obscure, but you could pay with it over PayPal. And obviously, that's kind of changed. There weren't a lot of vendors, but um, it was this obscure thing. I ordered, I ordered some from. It was I think a kid in his dorm at the University of Pittsburgh who was putting it in Ziploc bags. And I ordered it, and I got it. Probably didn't use it for about a week, but then, I don't know, just one night I was like, okay, let's try this stuff out. And um, I was a hyper-responder to it. It did everything that I was told. Not only did it dull the physical discomfort, but I was sharper. I could just tell. I was sharper. I was not high. I was not discoordinated. But I had this, like, I don't know, really sharp focus and good sense of well-being and I was like wow this stuff is amazing um you know oh my god I've just ran into something special and I was lucky because there's a lot of people who really really could benefit from kratom that don't have a good first experience and then they write yeah. kratom off like oh yeah I tried that stuff it made me nauseous it didn't do anything and that stuff doesn't work and it, it's a tragedy because there's so many people that can benefit from Kratom that they maybe they think it's dangerous or they do try Kratom, but it's not a good product for them. And they just, they're like, no, that stuff doesn't work for me. And it's like, yes, it does. If you can get your hands on a quality product, um, it can be a game changer as I'm sure it has been for you.
0: Oh yeah, it absolutely has been for me. My first experience was It was different than yours and it came from the anxiety standpoint and um, also I had uh, uh, really mild Tourette's which I had been trying for years to stop having ticks. and like I was in college so I didn't want to sit in the front of the room when my head is twitching you know like it just made me so self-conscious and it was the first time where I realized wow my head isn't twitching and I'm not trying either like it's just it's done it's gone and it was so important for me. I find your experience really interesting because so many people that i talk to who discover kratom are discovering it from maybe a a pain or an injury but they they find oh it kind of helped with my pain a little bit but it sounds like you you were noticing all these different aspects of kratom not just the pain reduction but the clarity the the ability to just feel focused centered i mean that's really interesting that you were receptive to, to all of these different things that it was doing I'm definitely a hyper responder to it. So my experience might not
1: be completely typical, but um, we have a we have a staff of, I think, nearly 40 employees that work for Happy Hippo. And I would say at least 80% of them take Kratom, not necessarily daily, um, but they all respond pretty well. So maybe their experience is in like a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10, like it is for me. But I don't know, it's like, uh, 7 out of 10 and it's better than slamming a energy drink full of sugar and you know our constant soda consumption or stimulants because like that's for sure like it is such a good alternative um energetics to caffeine and to some of the dirty stimulants out there even the coffee i mean Kratom is similar to coffee and I drink coffee every day just one time with Kratom in the morning. It's like a ritual. <clears throat> but it's but if you can get a high quality product, it's just not it doesn't have that dirty feeling that an energy drink would have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know that going along with that, it's easy transition here to how did you end up with Happy Hippo? How did <clears throat> that come about?
1: Okay, so um you actually made me Uh, review this and I was like I want to make sure I'm I'm accurate on these dates and everything so I got into Kratom um, about six months 12 months post-surgery 2007 I started writing this blog and some of it um, and I really wanted to tell people about Kratom because it was like a it was like a self-improvement blog and I was like I really want to tell people about Kratom but I want to make sure that uh they use good kratom and they just they don't go to the gas station and buy something that is you know and have that have that underwhelming first experience and blame me and say i'm you know lying and stuff like that so it's really important um so i've built up a fair amount of readership on my on my website and i asked my source well i had like three sources two of them don't exist today but i asked all three of them Would you be willing to do like an affiliate deal or something where I refer you the traffic and I don't know you give you give me a commission and these were all very small family businesses and they're just from the reasons of we don't understand what you're talking about to honestly Chris like um, if you think it's going to be like an extra hundred people buying a day like we can't keep up with that and I was like this stinks because you have the Kratom I want to show everybody. But I guess you don't have the infrastructure, or you're not interested, or whatever. <clears throat> so that was a bummer. So I wanted to, I wanted to go look for other affiliate programs, and they were out there with generous commissions, but their kratom wasn't good. So I'm just like, okay, I can't recommend this either. So Happy Hippo was born like out of necessity um, to expose people on their first try to excellent kratom um, and also be compensated for it. Um Right. You know, so that's how Hippo was born. And if any one of those other things had worked out, you know, we wouldn't have this business that employs a lot of people and really changes lives. It's so critical for people to have a good first experience with Kratom. I just like... Because it's like, yeah, if it makes them feel bad, why would they chance taking it again? You know? Um, So I really wanted the whole point of Hippo is like to give make the first kratom experience as good as mine and for people to say wow where's this stuff been all my life like that that makes me feel warm and fuzzy
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and i yeah it totally relates the idea of having someone have a a good first experience and the difficulty of 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 knowing when they didn't my best friend in the whole wide world tried kratom a couple years ago and got very nauseous uh he had tried it with a number of other things including kava he went to this kava bar in north carolina and had way too much for a first time all these different things and uh, you know it's put him off kratom so it's kind of it, it's one of those things i want to have him on the show and talk about his first experience and try and convince him to try again But i totally i feel that pull to, to have someone have a good first experience um it, on the website it mentions of course that happy hippo is a member of aka's good manufacturing practice standards program what um I think as Kratom becomes more mainstream, people are looking to the AKA more than ever to know where to get their Kratom from. What did it take to become part of that program? So we were
1: part of the initial group um, who who did get approved. And we have a close relationship with AKA. We give them money every single month. We put a significant amount towards their um, World Health Organization initiatives. So we, we are close with them. So we sort of had like early access, so to speak. Um, but basically it involved um, getting our stuff together and to be honest with you at the time like we would not have passed but three months with their standards and we hired an independent FDA auditor not from the FDA an independent just an FDA experienced you know with with uh, GMP compliance and we gave right. we did our best we had her visit the facility she ran through all the processes stayed there for three days and suggested different improvements and we did those and then she was able to come back about a month later and um aka gave her like a a report to um run through and uh, she signed off on us and we've been we've been aka gmp certified ever since so that's how the process
0: worked okay that's great i know that it's become one of the most important things and and one of the most often it's one of the most common things I see on forums when it comes to Kratom now is where people are always asking, where do you get your Kratom? Is this vendor trusted? Is this source good? Is this one not? I think that speaks to the to the current situation of Kratom right now and the way that people think about it, both legislatures and people who use it, that it, the issue isn't really Kratom. The, the issue is how is it being manufactured? Is it being produced? Who's growing it? And do you know the farmers? And you know what's the sort of relationship Happy Hippo has with the farmers that they work. Well,
1: so we used to import credit. So funny story of how we started importing. When I started Happy Hippo, I said I had those three little US sources in this country. Two of them have shut down. I don't know why, but they had shut down. So I started ordering, essentially paying retail prices for kilos and at the time it was like $300 a kilo. And I was just paying that. So, and we were putting it in our bags and everything like that Um, because of the blog, we started getting more and more orders and Pratum's obviously awesome so a lot of returning customers so i was i was ordering more and more from our from our u.s um my like personal sources and we had this we put this big order in and big order was like 15 kilos or something it was big for us at the time and i guess they just didn't want to spend time like individually bagging the kilos So they literally sent me what their Indonesian source and farmer sent them. And it was wrapped and it had contact information on it. I was like, oh my God, now I have the farmer where this place is getting stuff from. I looked for him and I found him on Facebook and we stopped paying $300 a kilo and we started importing from Indonesia. Um, And uh, these days, actually starting two years ago, we stopped importing from Indonesia. We let another company import the product. They sterilize it for us at 170 degrees, I believe, which is enough to kill off the pathogens, but not affect the accord integrity. Um, So we don't actually have a close relationship with the farmers since we go through this middleman who sterilizes the product and they really know the sources so we're an exception though because there's not many companies that obviously it's way more expensive to have your product pre-sterilized and lab tested and then to do your own um, lab testing but uh, you know we've never been caught up in the whole salmonella thing thankfully Um, and um, you know I like to think that the Paying the extra is worth it. It is, obviously. It keeps people safe. I just don't want to be that company that's like someone gets sick off our product and it's like, we're those guys that like mess it up. You know, I just don't want to be that.
0: Yeah, no. Well, it's interesting because I I am completely new to when it where it comes to manufacturing, the whole production process. Um, I had heard about the salmonella scares when they happen, but I didn't understand, you know, how that happens. And so it's interesting. It just even the, the uh, sanitizing through 170 degrees like this is new for me. That's yeah. very interesting to learn that. Um, why do you think Happy Hippo is such a widely known and recognized Kratom company? Because I only hear good things about your company. Why? Why is that?
1: That's amazing. And by the way, like we, if you haven't tried our new stuff or we released a bunch of new products, um, but old stuff, please like get in touch after. And like, I, I'd love to hear what you, what you think of our product as compared to other stuff you have. Well, Hippo kind of got off to like a, uh, a fast start because of my former blog. Um, but it's really like, it was really word of mouth that built the company. So, I mean, the pink hippo and all, like the packaging stands out and everything like that, which has been, here's a mouse pad. Oh, that's um, So that's definitely really helped, but um, it's, uh, I, I mean, it sounds cliche, but like the quality of the product, it's more expensive than other companies, like because we do the sterilization and the lab testing and all that kind of stuff. But most of our customers would say, you probably have to take about fifty yeah. percent, maybe seventy percent of Happy Hippo stuff to get the the results that you would get from said other generic brand. You know, taking a full amount meaning like if you take if, if a customer generally takes four grams of of another brand, and there's some other very good ones out there. So don't get me wrong. A lot of them are on, on the internet too. You'd probably have to take about two or 2.5 grams of Happy Hippo. So even though Hippo is more expensive, it evens out in the end. I like to believe that. Um, but um, I would say the branding, one thing I've understood from the start because I was a Kratom consumer, still am going on 15 years right now. I know the psyche of the Kratom consumer, especially one who's ordering on the internet. Um, they wanna know that they're getting a good product because this stuff can get expensive. They want to know that it's going to ship, you know, they're going to be checking their track number. Like, because I did this, you know, like um when I didn't have a lot of money and like oh run on of creative here. Um and like I really needed to uh you know buzz through a lot of this work. Um, you know, there some customers are like checking their tracking number. So like I literally know the consumer thought, and we've applied that into a business and hopefully sewn some of those things up. So it's like. The good product the customer service that will not argue with you and will you don't like the strain try this one no problem or you know here, here's here's a credit if you didn't like that just the, the no hassle um customer service we ship faster than amazon like some orders if you are in the middle of the day on a weekday your order will probably go out within like 20 to 60 minutes so wow
0: that's incredible
1: <laughs> yeah we try with like, like literally um our fulfillment manager sitting in the office pushing the button to like refresh the queue um so all that combines like uh word of mouth through the company because we we haven't invested much into seo um i don't know like it's uh it's literally the same stuff i've had for 15 years and it's um variety of everything it's everything it's a whole experience i would say
0: yeah no, I've got a couple more questions for you. The next one's a very easy question. Which type is your, or maybe it's an easy question. Maybe it's not. What type is your favorite? And I can tell you right now that from the the Kratom that I've gotten from Happy Hippo, my favorite is the Green Mang da. <laughs> Okay.
1: That is certainly our best seller. And it depends like. Oh, interesting. Like, um, my very, I do really love the Sumatra strains, particularly like. Red Sumatra, which is our magic hippo, but I seem to respond really well to those those different strains. Um, the one you referenced, the Hyper Hippo Green Magda, that is by far our most popular. And I don't know if that's because, like, everyone's looking for Green Magda, so it's like they arrive there and it's it's really good, or... I don't know. Like, it's... It, it, Green Mangda seems to be... Um, fairly or or not like what people consider to be the most elite kratom but it sort of depends on what i'm doing like if i was more active which i'm unfortunately not i would definitely be using like the mangas. but usually i'm like sitting in a chair all day like um, (laughs) answering emails so um some of those like we call them slower strains are are really good so i like the sumatras which others have you tried (laughs)
0: oh goodness um, I've tried and I don't remember the, the names like um, you know the, the specific names that you guys give them but I've, I've tried Red Sumatra I think um, I've tried your the diamond or the Malay one the mix of Malay um, the green Mangda your white Mangda and um, what's the last actually why am I trying to remember it I've got it right here um get Thunder Hippo White um, Dragon.
1: Okay, that one's pretty new. That one's good. Like the acolytes on that are like they definitely vary from like the, the normal strains and I even I get like a newbie effect off that. We call it like a newbie hug where maybe maybe <laughs> you have tolerance to Kratom, but you get a new strain that just really responds well to it and it's like you're a newbie all over again.
0: That's what I got with the Green Mang Dao when I tried Oh, really? Green banged off for the first time. I got the newbie hug for sure. I think I did an episode on it that freaked out over it for about 20 minutes on this podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but nothing like nerding out over Kratom. Um, the, the last question or two I have for you. You, in our correspondence before this episode, you were telling me over email that one thing that you think is helpful to get out there is how to tell people about Kratom and how, it. you know, not everybody even knows about it and some yeah. people are unsure. Can you go through what you use to, 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 to get across what Kratom is to people?
1: Absolutely. I was, like, trying to estimate last night how many people I've introduced Kratom to. Um, it's, I'd be surprised if it wasn't, like, a half million or more between online and Just like everyone I run into, like I'm that guy who's like talking about Kratom all the time. I'm sure you are too on the East Coast. So (laughs) Uber drivers, servers at restaurants. I think a lot of members of Congress here in Idaho have tried Happy Hippo and a lot of them like it a lot. So literally I'm telling everyone about it and carrying samples all over the place. But to introduce it, I've refined, it's literally almost a script at this point, which it doesn't make it disingenuous. I'm just trying to to get this stuff out there. This is safe, this yeah. safe stuff. So I'll ask people, um, the course of conversation, um, have you ever heard of Kratom? And I would say only about 5% of people say yes. Um, depends on the age demographic, I suppose, but 95 is either no or maybe. And um, so going off that, when they when someone says no or maybe, I said, well, have you heard of CBD? And that almost always is a yes. Mm. And um, I say, basically, well, Kratom is like CBD, but it's just like 10 times better. And, <laughs> oh, okay, I think is what speedy was supposed to be and they're like okay um and then i just go over my history of using it for nearly 15 years and i swear by it And most people are asking by the end like oh where can i like get this stuff and i'd be like don't go into a store don't buy any here's some samples and by that time they've probably realized they've like like this was like planned or something but oh, people <laughs> yeah. really, really end up liking And they send me an email. I'll give them a business card. They're just like, whoa, you weren't kidding. This stuff like makes life a lot easier. So I definitely kind of use the CBD bridge to tell people about Kratom. Um, and that's ultimately where I see one of your questions was, where do I see Kratom going? And where would you like to yeah. see it go? I want to see it follow CBD because um, just five years ago in Idaho, people were getting re- arrested for for... you know recently it was that national incident where the idaho state police uh pulled over a truck that was headed to san diego from a different state that was carrying hemp now i think that got resolved but you know that was that was a huge thing people were put in prison for carrying hemp over idaho state lines which um is compliant with the federal farm bill but any amount of thc in idaho Schedule one controlled substance. So we have very draconian laws here in Idaho, but CBD's come a long way. They used to arrest people five years ago and now you can, but there's CBD shops every, I don't know, one to three blocks in the commercial zones here. So wow. I really think Kratom is going to follow CBD. Um, and um, there's probably going to be a, a combination of companies that really put it out there f- to the mainstream Charlotte's Web was the one that came to mind with CBD. But um, yeah, that's sort of where I see Kratom going. That's where I'd like to see it go. I think we're, I don't know, three years off from that. So it's not like next year. But um, it'll be significant if if during this legislative session, some of these states that have bans on it fall. Um, I think that's a catalyst for it. Obviously, the World Health Organization's uh, non-resolution on Kratom was was promising and i think drug policy in this country in general is like it's being looked at in a different way it's like my god things have changed and it's it's just the it's the wins it's not one political party or the other even though they have their i guess preferences within but um kratom is too good it's too safe it's too effective it can help too many people who the general zeitgeist out there is, you know, pharma is hurting people. Like even my dad who turned 90 this year, like is, is a pharma skeptic. So it's like Kratom has, I, I feel as long as we can keep it for the next like 12, 18 months, like we're going to be good. And this is going to get in a lot of people's hands and improve lives. So where do you see it going? Obviously you've thought on the question.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I thought about it for a lot. I still I'm up in the air about exactly how it will take form, but what I see happening is with this recent non-decision from the World Health Organization, I think that all I see when I look at different states right now, when it comes to any discussion about Kratom is they always bring up opioids is this like an opioid or isn't it like the discussion always boils down to that and it just goes to show in my mind what's happening in everyone's mind who's who has any sort of power right now is they're panicking because they've most people who have been elected by now when they were elected the opioid crisis was starting or it was already going and now it's been going for 15 years more maybe and you know i think that they're running out of options because it's just as bad as it was 15 years ago it's worse it's even worse So I think that although there's this worry that Kratom is too much like an opioid, there's more and more proof showing that it's not. And as that proof comes to light, I think that people are going to start opening up a bit more to new options that involve Kratom because, um, like I said the other day in another episode, that Vermont is considering safe injection sites, but they have Kratom listed as an illegal schedule and substance. And it's like... But there's a bill that's, you know, being considered that would make that not true and would make Kratom legal. And I think that it wouldn't be a far step for Vermont to start considering Kratom as an alternative and to to insert that into a program that's to help people with opioid addiction. So I feel like one of the main things that will happen in the future is that people will become more open to, to using Kratom as a, an option and a tool because they've been using, you know, methadone and, and Suboxone for 10 years and, and it hasn't helped the crisis right. so I'm hoping that people will open up their hearts a little bit to this new potential tool but um, I don't know I'm optimistic yeah. though
1: I am too um, especially that was like bizarre like Vermont sitting there on schedule one here in Idaho that I don't know. They arrest you for CBE, like Kratom's legal. So it's made no sense at all. Bernie was a big, Bernie knows that Bernie Sanders, obviously he's not involved in the state level, but he knows what Kratom is. He signed on to Orrin Hatch's bill and everything like that at the time. Were you around in 2016, September, when the DEA put out their intent to schedule? Were you part of the Kratom community then?
0: I was just becoming part of the Kratom community and that's what got me hyped up about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole thing, like just the the agencies who fear Kratom and this is so terrible, like they just made it like super popular, so and then
0: didn't ban it. Um Yeah. Yeah, and and at that time, you know, I I, I wasn't I, I, I was oh sorry, go ahead.
1: No 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 I'm I'm sorry, the uh signal. Um go for it.
0: Yeah, sorry. Nothing like Zoom. Um I was just gonna say that uh When the DEA was proposing that, I hadn't been, you know, an active proponent of Kratom, although it had been helping me a lot up to that point. I'd been using it for four years and but I didn't consider myself part of like a necessary like a part of a community. And that kind of brought me into it and thinking, oh, wow, I'm part of a community because my brother at that point was very addicted to heroin and I... You know, the past four years before that, I was like, no matter what happens in this life, I'm never going to try something like that. I'm never going to do a drug that that's bad. And I'm hoping he can get out of it. And I'm lucky that I found Kratom. And then the DEA is saying we're going to emergency ban Kratom because it's like heroin. And I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) There's no way it is. And that's what really got me energized. Yeah. The interesting thing about
1: that is my mom was in federal law enforcement, the U.S. Marshals Service. And not at the time, and the marshals have nothing to do with Kratom really, but um, giving the DEA the benefit of the doubt, I don't think they really knew like what Kratom was. Well, they shouldn't be trying to ban something, if they don't know what it is. The following it had in its safety track record. Hence for the removal for the intent to schedule. Um, but now, after that whole incident, everyone knows that kratom is safe and not harmful as long as it's really kratom and it's not adulterated with these other things um so i feel like any attempt to ban it right now like shouldn't be because of ignorance it's like it's literally corruption um i don't know that's kind of like where i arrive on it but people were definitely panicking at that time 2016 hippo wasn't all that it was still pretty big but It wasn't, I mean, we had like, I don't know, still just a small family business at the time and people were freaking out. And I remember I was saying like, if this goes through, we lose our business. But a lot of these people are going to lose their lives because like their lives are going to get without Kratom. It's literally the thin green line for them between destruction or being bedridden or being an addict um that safety net's going to be removed so the panic there was like nothing i'd ever seen and luckily we were able to organize quick enough to direct a lot of that panic at congress and the dea itself president obama at the time the first time in history the dea removed an intensive schedule and said my bad please don't contact our office about this
0: (laughs) oh my god yeah please just look the other way wow it's amazing it's amazing um you know i only have one other question for you um do you are you right now like for happy hippo what's the next step are you going to keep doing what you're doing are you trying to scale up are you happy where you are what's the
1: plan well for the longest time talking from a business perspective i wanted to be under the radar we did no advertising. You can't really do advertising online, but other companies find ways around it. You're essentially violating terms of service at places, but I guess you can't advertise. SEO, there's a big fight online. We really don't put a lot of time into that. It's really the word of mouth. But as I've seen the the winds change in this country and really believe Kratom is gonna f- kind of follow uh, CBD, um, we, like, we're putting on the gas because I know how much safe Kratom can help people. And um, I really think this is going to be a mainstream product and we'd like to be one of the companies that really, like, again, back to, like, getting good Kratom into people's hands the first time. That's our goal, but on, like, a, a bigger a bigger level. Um, there's still, still definitely risk. The payment processing is, you know that's gotten a little better, but you used to have to use Chinese banks. We had a bank in Ghana that basically stole money from us Two banks in China, um, Madagascar, you know, it's, and, um, it's very discouraging when you fulfill all those orders. And then at the end of the month, you're running a loss because you don't get paid. Um, I see that all getting better. And then eventually, um, Kratom following CBD and um, maybe one day it'll be on Amazon. I don't know, and then Amazon will do their generic brand, which won't be very good. People <laughs> will try that and then think Kratom sucks, but um, I don't know, it's uh, we, we want to introduce Kratom to more people than ever right now for sure.
0: Well, that's awesome to hear. I know I'll continue to be a supporter of Happy Hippo and uh, we'll ignore the Amazon basics whenever that's first introduced. (laughs) (laughs) But but, um, Chris Yotis, thank you so much for joining us. It's just been a pleasure to have you. I'm really lucky to have you on the show. No,
1: thank you. And I appreciate the work you're doing. Honestly, it's very thoughtful. And, you know, the truth is on our side, like I always say. And uh, it's just a matter of getting it out there.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, Chris Yotis, owner of Happy Hippo. Thanks so much. Thank
1: you. Appreciate it.
0: Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I had a blast. I learned a great deal from Chris and it was just such an informative conversation and I want to have more of these down the road. So I'm going to keep in the loop with what's happening at Happy Hippo. Um, Hopefully I can have Chris back on again sometime. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening. This is great. I'm so happy to have you here and uh, let's keep it going with season three into 2022. (laughs) All right. Take it easy, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.